Yo, 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 what is happening? What is good? Welcome back to the Dan Cable Presents podcast. Another episode of the program is in store for you, and it's a good one. Stoked to get into it, but of course, I've got some show notes for everybody, as I usually do at the top of the program. Uh, Just got to let everybody know how they can help support the show in a free way. And that's by uh, heading over to the iTunes, clicking the rate and review button on the Dan Cable Presents podcast, as well as the uh, subscribe button there, clicking the five stars, saying a few nice words, and that will help drive more traffic to the program and help people find it that wouldn't normally know about it. Um, that's a free way that you can help the show, which is, uh, which is great. And uh, I appreciate everybody out there listening um, and, and supporting what I'm attempting to do here. And uh, also you can head over to dancablepresents.com and uh, that's where you can get a fresh baseball tee with my big dumb face on it. Uh, There's also a donate button there if you just want to put some shekels in the donation bin. I mean, that's helpful. Uh, And uh, aside from that, there's also the YouTube channel with all the uh, in-studio song performances you can check out there. And... um, just some calendar dates for everybody if you're listening to this on release day july june 9th rather june 9th you got cedar teeth uh release show tonight over at the mississippi studios and that's with king black acid and then also just some some other dates to get on your uh get in your head uh june 23rd is the falcon heart album release show and uh, that's going to be with Chris Margolin and the Deadbird uh, Company. And I believe he has also announced that it's release show for him. So double release show at the Doug Fur. Super pumped for that one. And going to have Falcon Heart in here in a couple weeks for, for a studio session. So looking forward to, to having those fine folks in. So that's June 23rd. And then also June 29th is the one-year anniversary for Mike Check. And Mike Check is a very cool uh, monthly showcase of, of hip-hop artists that goes down at the White Eagle. And that happens every last Thursday of the, uh, the month. So that's going to be a really, um, really cool night. Congrats to those folks for, uh, you know, doing that, that deal for a year. I know Adverse Effects is a part of that night, so if you haven't seen Adverse Effects yet, that's a super good opportunity to do so. And the next Dan Cable Presents event is going down June 30th um, at the Alberta Street Pub, and that is the uh, Kiki and the Dowry EP release show. Uh, and Hammerhead will be playing in support as well as Meridian, which is a super cool solo act. So. Put that on your calendar as well. June 30th, Alberta Street Pub. It's going to be a super, super rad night. And uh, stoked for that one. Um, but yeah, and we got this episode. We got Moto Pony. Can't believe we got to talk to Moto Pony. This is a very cool band. I just found out about them recently. And um, 
they they're just rad and they're they're from seattle and they happened to uh be in town this past week and i reached out and they were totally down to to talk and hang and i just really love daniel blue the uh the front man for this band his songwriting is is very good and uh they put on an incredible show that was the first time i got to see them they played at the good foot it was just a super super good show and i look forward to hearing all their new music uh we talked about um just about their their current records and and past records and it was just a lot of fun we were just hanging out on the street also so there's some uh there's some funny just uh some pop-ins of of people walking around on the street and uh just wondering what we're doing and whatnot but uh yeah it was fun hanging with all these guys i appreciate them taking the time before they're uh they're set that night there at the good foot um we're gonna kick it off with one of the moto pony jams and this is a song that we talk about um real early in the conversation um so yeah let's get into this this is episode 62 with moto pony from the seattle area and this is a song off their self-titled record and it's called i'm here now it's actually a bonus track so it's not even on the record but if you're like looking at the uh looking at it on spotify or itunes it comes up at the as a a 12th track but uh yeah this is i'm here now this is uh episode 62 moto pony Yeah. 
here with moto pony at the good foot what's going on fellas apparently the foot is good <laughs> uh yeah thanks thanks for uh taking the time and hanging out with me today for your uh your set today here in portland yeah we're happy to be here i'm yeah. daniel yeah do you want to let everybody introduce Timothy. themselves i'm joseph <laughs> i'm alex <laughs> i'm gabe <laughs> right on um and you can't see any of our faces. No, you cannot. <laughs> so we're all <laughs> faceless heads. Um, yeah, we're was, very attractive. <laughs> I was just uh, recently turned on to your band like a month ago or so. And uh, some friends of mine. Wait, did you say turned on by the band or to uh, the band? Turned on to the band. Oh, yeah. And then, okay. turned, and then later yeah. turned on by oh, right. the band, oh, of, course. Yeah. When, of course. Once you met us. Uh, yeah, I was hanging with some friends and they... Uh, they, we were just trading off the uh, the iPod and whatnot, and just spinning some tunes. And uh, one of them started playing "I'm Here Now," which is a bonus track off of your uh, your self-titled record. Yeah, we just actually brought that back into the rotation. It's our closer. Yeah, oh yeah. That's uh, getting stamped <laughs> by the good foot. In the stamp cut. says "Girly Girl." <laughs> uh, cool. Sorry. You want to introduce yourself, I'll, I'll Stamp Man? One. Huh? <laughs> Ryan Visser, door guy. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's official. Getting the behind the scenes look of the show. <laughs> Brian's yeah, wearing a John Coltrane uh, t-shirt. <laughs> Long. It's getting, getting live here. But yeah, I was I was turned on to that I'm Here that Now dude? song, which is a super super great jam, and uh, I was I was super intrigued and made me want to dive into the to the album. So I spent I spent a few weeks checking out that that self titled record, which I know came out like six or seven years ago now, right? Uh, we say 2011, 2012. So yeah, yeah. it's been five or six years. Yeah, kind of had a. Uh, just a lot of feels that I dig. Just, just heard some, some Jose Gonzalez in there, and some some local natives, and and also a lot of like classic vibes, like uh, like Seer kind of reminds me of, like a Steve Miller band song actually. Oh, right on. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and then I am my body totally has uh, some Rolling Stones feels, especially with like that piano line that that runs through that one. Yeah, man. Yeah, just just a super cool collection of songs, and King of Diamonds is such a such a like beautiful, well written song. So, just got super into the record and and was really impressed with the the songwriting, and then heard that that you guys were going to be in town, and yeah, just stoked to see the see the uh, the live show tonight. Yeah, man, we're excited to play this. This band is all new, uh, from the first and second record. None of these guys are on either of those. So we we rebuilt from the ground up last year. Yeah, did you kind of, you kind of started this as a as a solo project or I, writing I'm, the songs? Yeah, so I wrote all I wrote all the songs in the first record, and I in an, in the month of April in like 2009 or something like that, and then I just started like sending it to producers and like found one in particular. His name was Josiah, and, uh, Josiah Sherman. He's actually goes by Buddy Ross, but he's native to the southern Washington, northern Oregon parts. He lived here in Portland for a few years. But, uh, yeah, from there we built that band, and then, you know, the door revolved a couple of times, and here we are now. Yeah, did you, did you start writing songs pretty early on? No, I was 27 when I realized that I was a singer. Okay. I was a poet before that, but it's definitely not the same. Yeah, but you are always writing? Yeah, from... From yeah, as far back as I can remember. For sure, just uh, always using that sort of like as an uh, emotional, like confessional type type thing, or is it? Well, mostly a way to get attention from my peers. Yeah. Yeah, For I was sure. like, you know, it's like the thing I was good at. I couldn't hacky sack or put a ball into a a hole <laughs> very well. So uh, yeah, I was like, <laughs> math, nope. <laughs> The English language seemed to seem to click. Are you from uh, Tacoma? No, I grew up or in Colorado. Okay. Uh, I moved to Tacoma when I was twenty-three, maybe. Okay. Yeah. That's where where the uh, the songwriting began then. Yeah. In that area. That town really kind of brought me into my own, gave me a voice. I mean, there was a there was a really cool scene there for several years before like two thousand eight when the housing market exploded on everyone we had all kinds of stuff going on in tacoma and i'd see a resurgence kind of happening there again it's nice to like watch that town ebb and flow yeah for sure uh where do all the uh like the bluesy influences come from would you say i don't know uh i wasn't allowed to listen to music growing up so 
Oh, I man. mean, I, there was sounds that my parents played. Yeah. Sometimes. One time I discovered a Beatles tape in my dad's tape collection, and I like waited until the babysitter, like who didn't know my parents, was watching me, and I like put it in, and she was like, "Are you? Is this cool?" I was like, "Oh yeah, I listen to this all the time." <laughs> And uh, I think I was calling it the Beatless because of the way it was spelled. But um, I loved it. <laughs> the Beatless. That's the Beatless. Too fucking good. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that, yeah, I mean, these these guys all like the Beatles too. So like, maybe that's where the, they were mocking the blues, I suppose. Yeah. Did you? Uh, when were you able to like start? listening to music or was it just something you started sneaking doing, doing I remember on I, your own? I had a VCR that you could program channels on and I like figured out how to program one of the channels in my room to MTV and while I was at summer camp my parents found that and then took my TV away so I mean I got bits and pieces you know and then FM radio like I had a cl- alarm clock yeah and I would like sneak around and you know listen to Nirvana and Pearl Jam when we moved to the Northwest that was kind of that's what was happening as well as like salt and pepper and I I just wanted everything I was like into whatever was on a lot of live uh you know I can hear it coming back again like a rolling (laughs) thunder chasing the wind what about you guys What's the question? <laughs> Just uh, the, the bluesy influence? influences, because I feel I feel like yeah, I know I know this isn't the band that you know made the the first mm-hmm. record and whatnot, but I, I feel mean, like those are where the parallels are yeah, yeah, throughout yeah, yeah, the yeah. catalog, and like this bluesy. Right, 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 right. I think, I mean, I, I can I can speak for myself in that like that's what I was attracted to when I saw Moto Pony play, uh, and started listening to the band before I was in it, and. Um, yeah, I mean, my dad raised me right on all the classics in the 72 blue Ford truck. And I knew the song was good because he'd turn it up. <laughs> and there'd be a good blues riff, you know, it'd be like Neil Young or the Stones or the Beatles. So, yeah, that's what got me into it. Did all, all the rest of you sort of grow up listening to all the, all the classics as well? Yes. <laughs> Daniel doesn't like me to talk much, but <laughs> I feel compelled. <laughs> uh, my first uh, musical inspiration was when I was four years old, my parents put on the Mannheim Steamroller Christmas record. I danced like crazy to that. And then I didn't listen to music again until my dad turned me on to the Guess Who and the James Gang and that kind of stuff and Joe Walsh and all that when yeah. I was in my teen years. And then... Um, from there, uh, when I really started getting into the, the drum side, I really got into to jazz. And, you know, the, the blues is, and jazz are very much intertwined for sure. So, yeah, that's rad. Got anything to say, Gabriel? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was raised on like. I listened to a lot of contemporary Christian music till college. I remember the first time I heard like Ray Charles, like blew my mind. Yeah, that was like, that was like college. So, yeah, I mean, when I, all those blues influences and everything, it's wonderful. I love it. Yeah, it's so much fun. For sure. 
So, uh, Daniel, you uh, Daniel. you said you you came to the songwriting like pretty pretty late. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, was it was it intimidating for you to like get up there and start like? Oh my god! Playing guitar and whatnot. And the first show I'd written this song called Madman, and um, it was New Year's Eve, like 2010, and. I went to the local gallery, and my friend Alex Tapia had a little show at the art gallery, and it was all the cool kids at, you know, doing the New Year's thing, very, very sophisticated. And he was like, oh, I'm going to let my friend Daniel play a song before I start my set. So I like, got up there with my broken guitar, and I did, I like brought it from my house and walked there and didn't have a case for it. So by the time I got to the venue, it was like so far gone out of tune i had no idea how to like put it back together uh, but i tried to sing the song anyway and it just like i think everyone thought i was doing this piece of performance art about how dumb musicians are <laughs> i think i started like i said something like <laughs> craziness kind of runs in my family uh this is a song about <laughs> mental health issues it's called madman <laughs> and, like, launched into like I'm a madman yes I am <laughs> and uh, it, it did not go off well thank you lots of compliments hey, on the uh, earring today we definitely recognize you from MAI festival you were at MAI festival you want to say some some words introduce yourself uh, hello everybody I'm Larissa Jonkis welcome to the program thank you this it's is nice the Dan Cable you. Presents podcast thanks yeah. for joining us you're welcome just walking by cruising it Hanging out with Moto Pony, great band here. Yeah, what luck. Yeah, absolutely. What luck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure, yeah, your guys' show? Yeah. Dope, yeah, I was just keeping it low-key tonight, you know, pool, and then... Yeah, what time do you start? Cool, I was going to go to the Nickel Arcade, the Avalon, and then down to the Triple Nickel Bar, where they have free... Uh, karaoke and free pool on Sundays. And, That's like, a lot of nickels. There, so it's like all, yeah, yeah. Nickels for games and then just uh, triple nickel. Yeah. Absolutely. I like it there. Although they always blast their music a little too loud. But they've got cool pool tables and giant Jenga. Triple nickel does have good pool tables, guys. Yeah. With the deer. Uh, uh, shout out deer. shout out to triple nickel. Getting the free shout out on the podcast. Yeah. This is a free, <laughs> free ad for them. I just... Well, they really need more it's people on Sunday night. Yeah, I'll totally come back. Yeah. Did you guys all get my contact info? We'll get it. Yeah. Do you want to put it on the internet and just go yeah, ahead and I just give out your phone number? I have my cards already. <laughs> Actually, I have these really dope cards. <laughs> it's uh, like, 503. I ran out. Uh. <laughs> I just ran out. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. Thanks. Okay, that way you're not broadcasting it on the air. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah it's not live. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to the show. <laughs> we just have a few, you know, clips of you saying what's up on the program. Yeah. I thought we were, since it wasn't loud speaking, I thought we were just kind of pretending. Oh, it's just loud speaking <laughs> into this box. <laughs> yeah, we're just pretending. I feel like to pretend. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I've been doing for the last year and a half, just playing radio, actually. It's perfect. Yeah. So good. Um. <laughs> so how's the uh, cool. how's the songwriting in the band work now? Good question. Yeah. Um, 
Daniel. So, so uh, it really depends on the song, but we've, we kind of just started um, writing new material together. And yeah. Daniel will either have like a spark of an idea, like a, a kind of a framework or a lyric, um, or we do a lot of improvisation. So I'll just be playing something because of what we heard on the radio or Joseph will start, you know, a groove of some sort. And then, um, and then it's like, well, we all split up and come back together the next week with new ideas and audition them for each other. And the, the vibe is very like open and, you know, no bad ideas, but, um, kind of all through the filter of Daniel and that way it has some sort of unifying voice and direction. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a really good, good environment to create in and bring ideas to. Yeah, and I know you mentioned that uh, that you definitely brought "I'm Here Now" like into the the rotation of the set. Now, how mm -hmm. many of the like older songs off of the self-titled record make it into the rotation these days? There's still a good amount of that 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 you guys play. Uh, three songs, three or four songs, I guess. Euphoria and King of Diamonds and Wait for Me and I'm Here Now. And then, oh, she's spirit is from the EP. Yep, that's a really fun one to do. Is live. it fun for you guys to to play those songs as kind of like outsiders to those songs? And definitely, yeah. I think I, I love playing those songs. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, especially the ones that don't have um, really a drum set on the track. It's fun to kind of interpret those and get and bring my own creativity to it. Yeah, yeah. I think the songs are are. Uh, uh, and I say this in in the best way possible. The songs are simple enough that there's a lot of space to, um, yeah, to add your own interpretation to them for sure, um, and to arrange them in a different ways. So yeah. that's really exciting to do as uh, that's awesome. know, as musicians with our own you know ideas uh, and own styles and whatever. So, and did you all uh, join join the band as as kind of fans of uh, Daniel's songwriting? And I did. I was like. A huge fan, yeah. I don't know about you guys. I I had uh, for I'd seen Daniel once or twice. Uh, I only moved to Seattle uh, about five years ago. I saw Daniel maybe four years ago for the first time and was really impressed by. Uh, it was just him as a solo artist at the at the time. I don't know what the band was doing or for it was just a solo gig. Um, Oh, and then the sound bath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sound bath was maybe the second time I saw Daniel, and that was totally different. And that was going to be a, a thing before Motopony kind of got back into gear. I, uh, I thought I was going to be a sound healer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I think that's so funny. <laughs> that's what you're doing, man. Because it... It is sort of like what I'm still doing and a big part of, I think, what I want. And what, like when people come to me and say, I got through my midterms by listening to that second song on your first record. It's like, what? Like, okay. So it is, it's similar. Sorry. Yeah, man. But, um. Sound bath is really, was really fun, though. Uh, yeah, I worked at this venue uh, called Fremont Abbey. Uh, up in Seattle and just as a house manager and Daniel and uh, this fellow named uh, Lucas well Daniel, Daniel calls him Lucas but his real name is Luke 
I don't think it's a. I don't think he goes by Lucas. By nobody else calls him Lucas except for you. <laughs> uh, anyways, that's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, so they did this uh, sound bath with a another one. Uh, 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 Daniela White was her name. Yeah, and so she was on the actual singing bowls, and uh, Daniel and Luke were kind of making psychedelic noises with pedals and uh, some guitars and. Maybe some like some looping with the vocals and a lot of reverb and stuff, and it was definitely a pretty unique experience. And they did it two or three times. They did it in, in another venue too. Oh, you've done five? Or, okay, so yeah, so they've done it a couple times. It's pretty interesting. And everybody was sitting down on the or lying down on yoga mats in the space. Um, it was cool. But anyways, so the way I joined the band was because my girlfriend had met Daniel. And actually, at a different event at that same venue, and then um, she brought me to. These guys were kind of rehearsing informally, formally, informally, uh, at the space, and she brought me there. And I, I think I played congas <laughs> the first time, <laughs> just kind of randomly. And uh, yeah, it was. Was it love at first sight, Daniel? You tell me. Joseph. Joseph. Whoa, squad! Oh, there's a. We just uh, witnessed a squad car, a truck One, full two, of uh, three, SWAT four, team. Five, six, seven, eight, uh, eight dudes. The the Portland riots have gone a little bit crazy with the protests today because there's a bunch of uh, well, there's like an alt right protest going on for free oh, speech wow. today. And then so yeah, Dang. just like a large group of of protesters went out there to like protest their yeah, their yeah. rally wow. and shit's just been a little wild. Dang. Uh, well, yeah, dude, that was crazy. Uh, Far out, Joseph. Joseph, uh, back back to t the topic. He tried out on congas, and that was enough for me to be like, Daniel, he has to be in our band. <laughs> like this, this man is this in dude the band. Is so so good, he has to be in the band. That's awesome. Uh, Oh yeah, no, no, shh, you're good at congas. It's like you're, you're, you're hidden talent. Don't, so don't, don't good at congas. Gabe, Gabe is my longtime friend. He's the keyboardist, and uh, he played in my, my, uh, my own project, my own band, and I just, I wooed him in. Uh, I tricked him. I got him to agree to play one show at the Triple Door, knowing full well that once he played that one show, he'd be like, "Oh, I got a taste now. I, now I want the whole thing," and uh, and I just told him only the good things about. Daniel and the band, and so <laughs> you didn't tell me any of the yeah, shitty things. I just told them everything is good all the time, <laughs> and we have lots of fun, and it's never any hard work. And um, but yeah, he's like, he's he's. If I could just pick uh, a keyboardist, he's who I'd pick. So it's like getting to play with my favorite musicians and and dudes I like to hang out with. That's rad. And then Alex is is kind of a, a new dude to the crew. He's a mutual friend of uh, Gabe and I know the Echo Larks. Um, they're out of Seattle. They're a phenomenal band. And uh, Davey, the lead singer, he said, oh, you got to check out this guy, Alex. He's the best drummer I know. Have him, have him try out for the band, see if he's a good fit. So he just started hanging out with us and is doing a great job. Uh, how many of you were a part of the London experience with the, the Abbey Road recordings? Is that Zilch. just you solo Z there? Zero. Yeah. What was the... Uh, what was that experience like, man? I got a call from India in 2014. And from India, the country? Yeah. And they said, hello. This is India. <laughs> this, is, this is India. <laughs> no, 
So a man said, my name is Anuj Gupta. And they invited us to come play a festival there. And in order to get to India, we played a bunch of shows in London just to kind of like round the trip out. And one of the shows we met somebody that knew somebody at Abbey Road and then we went to Abbey Road and the band was like two months into the tour so we just like cut a bunch of live tracks. That's where yeah. the uh, Wait For Me that you're... I think, was that what you wanted Yeah, yeah, to play? for sure. Yeah, Wait For Me from the Abbey Road. Um, that's where that came from. And then I actually went back. Then the band broke up. I went back to London and recorded a record at Abbey Road that I would thought I was going to do as a solo project. And then I started doing sound baths and tried to play solo a couple of times and it just was like, man, I miss, I like rock and roll. Yeah. It's hard to, uh, it's hard to just ditch it all. Once, yeah. you, once you know what it's like once to, you know to be out there with a like band. To have amps and drums and you know and, and feel your songs like come to life through all the other instruments and i i enjoy playing you know solo and, and like house parties and stuff but it's this is a different experience at a larger venue so there was a yeah there's a need and then i was like well if i'm gonna build a band then i may as well just have it be motopony because that's are been around for a while and people know it and was the uh some crazy energies in that that Abbey Road studio or what? So many big records and have been made there. I've, yeah, I thought I was like being touched from the inside by John Lennon. I mean, I, I know that sounds ridiculous. No, but no, I th totally first feel time that, I man. There, we we were in Studio Three, which is like where you know Queen recorded and uh, where Pink Floyd made Dark Side of the Moon. That's right. <laughs> that's that's insane. John, and you know, and the, John recorded "Imagine" on the piano that my keyboard player was playing, and I was singing into the mic that he sang into. I mean, it was just like uh, you don't get any more, you don't get any closer to the, you know, it's like footsteps of giants feeling. Yeah, it was, it was a it was a trip. Absolutely, man. Yeah. I I grew up outside of L.A. and had the opportunity to play like stages like the Roxy a few times and, and the Troubadour and stuff like that. And there's just, there's just nothing like those rooms. Cause you know that all the people that have, have stepped on those stages before you and there's, there's just an energy about that. Yeah. That's super undeniable. It's right. Yeah. Uh, cool. Let's, let's get into wait for me from the, the Abbey Road sessions then. Sounds let's good. Get a little musical break here. This is Moto Pony with the, a stripped down version of wait for me. Out of fame 
She stands upon a dinner plate And tells me that I'll have to wait She says, wait for me Searching for a way A partner and a confidant Girl who wants the things I want A girl who doesn't come along Cause she's already where I'm going Stand upon this broken stage And beg you darling please, please wait Wait for me I know it won't be easy And what a thing to believe But I believe your dream. That was Wait For Me from the, the Abbey Road sessions there. Uh, let's talk about the most recent release, uh, Welcome You. 
was uh, the most recent album that, that you put out. Bow, bow. Which is, uh, I've been geeking out on that one for the last okay. couple of days. Okay. And I really, really so I, dig this record. I feel like it's... Uh, I just got word that our label that helped us release that record put 400 vinyls into the landfill. What? Yeah. So, like, we, they, were, they were making us buy them. Yeah. From them at cost, and then we could sell them for whatever we wanted or whatever their cost was. Yeah. I don't know. And uh, they were like, oh, yeah, sorry, we threw those out. <laughs> They closed the warehouse. Them out? Yeah, 400, 400 vinyl records. So, so the ones that are in the world, so you you have are some that exist. Incredibly limited. Yeah. Well, we've sold some, and I've got like two. Are there some here tonight? No. I'm very disappointed. They're extremely limited. I was gonna buy one of those records. I know. I'm sorry that you can't. There's so no pumped, CDs either. They threw out the CDs as well. That's super fucked. They just close, like just fold well, it. You know, <laughs> shut it down. To certain people, music is literally garbage. That's wild, dude. That's, that's a sad, super a sad bummer. world that we live in. I was like, oh, I'm going to get a, some Moto Pony I'm really, Yeah, I'm really sorry to announce that. So if you do have one, or if you uh, have two and you want eBay. an eBay one, they are, there's probably only like between 75 and 100 in the world. Dude, that's crazy. That first pressing, yeah. Yeah, I've been, I've been listening to that record the last couple of days, and... Uh, just feel like it's a really cohesive collection of songs. Right on, uh, yeah. It was I an mean, experiment. I, I love the the self titled so much, and but I felt like this one was definitely a little more fluid and, and definitely, like I said, just just a little more cohesive. And it's definitely got some bigger rock and roll feels to it. Yeah, I had two lead guitar players in that band, and we we did this experiment where everyone had an equal voice. And everyone had to like try out anything anyone suggested. And the only rule was you had to absolutely love playing your part. And then we went and just like recorded one takes to tape and overdub vocals and like tried to keep Pro Tools out of the process. That's a good rule. It, I, dig, I dig that rule. It was okay. Yeah. I mean, it did, it did what it did. It also created a dynamic of absolute chaos and spirit of argumentative death <laughs> but I, I feel like it has a lot like also has the the classic feels but this one like leans a little more towards like has some queen vibes in there sometimes i'll take that and <clears throat> some gritty zeppelin feels i i mean those guys <laughs> were world class they were great writers they were all writers they all had their own projects and wrote songs and and they were they were world-class musicians they were an incredible crew especially a song like gypsy woman that just gets yeah. real fucking wild at the end that's yeah, a crazy song i love yeah. that jam i love all the drums on the whole record the drums are killer so i'm excited to see alex's translation of the of those uh those drum parts tonight we actually do not play any of that music none of that music <gasps> it's kind of sad it is kind of sad we'll bring it back i think i think we'll bring it back i'm again like I'm such a huge fan of that record too. Before I played in this band, that I have a feeling I'm just gonna start learning songs and then, you know, demanding that Daniel sings them because <laughs> it's too late. We already started the song. I'll do what I'll do what um, Gabriel says in this moment. I think we should do it too. We're like secretly 
uh, listening and learning these songs. So uh, then we'll force Daniel's hand. <laughs> yeah, like you say, like a lot of the drum parts on that are really badass. And I spent a lot of time, like when they said like, oh, hey, like Gabe called me. I was like, I got this band you should check out. And like, I want you to, you know, try playing in. And I was like, okay, I'll check it out. And I checked that out. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And I spent a lot of time trying to learn those songs so I could be ready to go as soon as we got in the room. And it was like, oh, we're not playing any of those. <laughs> so I'm ready whenever. But, <laughs> you know. These guys are ready to play these jams. They're ready. You got you to gotta, you gotta bring back. Any thoughts? Any thoughts? Any thoughts on those songs? Uh, I don't know a lot of those songs. I don't. You got to learn them. Yeah. Well, I mean, so that we can see this happen. That's kind of what we, we went. In, <laughs> I, I went in kind of knowing that 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 was the deal where we, we didn't we weren't going to be doing a lot of those songs, and so I, I certainly haven't spent the, as, as nearly as much time as it sounds like you have, Alex, with them. I mean, at the same time, I'm just really excited to make new music too. So for yeah, sure, yeah, I think that's where my interest lies the, the most. Yeah, and and in fairness, it's not like you released this record like three months ago. It's a couple years old, right? Uh yeah, by now came out in 2015. Yeah, uh, yeah, I dig that record, man. It's especially when it gets to like through to the slow mo hover bike uh, instrumental. Yeah, because then it then it creeps into like I told you, like Molly's one of my favorite songs on that record. Oh yeah, Molly. And uh, yeah, you know, I I was watching I was watching television when I first moved to Seattle, and there was this song called Mary Jane. That came on the TV and was like black and white. I have no idea who, what the band was, but it was not. No, Tom. It was not Last Dance with Mary Jane. It was like some old. It was like, you know, true rock and roll, like Delta, Delta Blues kind of like, crazy, crazy band. And they were just jittering all over the stage and like singing about Mary Jane. I, I was just like, whoa, I should write a song about a drug. <laughs> Cleverly disguised as an Irish girl. <laughs> but yeah, just that that whole like latter part of the record is, is probably my favorite part of the record. But I dig all the big and heavy stuff that that kicks it off as well. And there's some, some right. really big big songs on there. It's like a, it's, yeah, I don't. I wish you know. I was like, well, I'm gonna start this over, and I brought in this whole new crew. And it's one thing to teach in it, a new member your set that you play right it's like another thing to teach an entire band three records worth of material absolutely so you know I've, we play what maybe like 20 songs ish at this point yeah not quite 20 songs so you know there's i guess i'm picking my favorites at this point like well what do i like what do i enjoy and we toured so hard on welcome you maybe i just was like i want to go back you know go back in time yeah, yeah for when sure i loved this you know and it wasn't so do you feel like like now Moto Pony is very much like a new band with with these fellas? Yeah. And it also feels like I achieved that sweetness and like I feel like I went back in time. When I started the band I was on a sober streak and I would I like I refused to like play messed up not that i didn't get messed up but i just refused to play that way and i loved being on stage and then you know six seven years down the road i was just like i fucking hate this every time it was like 
I hated it. I just like hated the act of making music live. Um, and so while it does feel like this is a new band, I also feel like it's like I got to rewind back in time and like be, I've been sober for a year and a half now. So I do feel like I'm re, I'm like right back at the edge where I was like kind of really loving doing what I'm doing. So it's new in that I love playing live with these guys so much. That's and awesome, it's like dude. showing up. Like this is like our fifth or sixth show, maybe seventh. And it's so much fun. So it does. Yeah, it's definitely a new idea, but you know, we're, we're trying to be true to where we've come from, except for that second record that I refuse to play. That's cool. You don't have to. You don't have to want to play it. I mean, I would hate to see you play those songs if you weren't into playing them too, because that's not going to come out like come across as genuine. I, I love the guys that wrote those songs, and I, I love that band. So, I think I'll just, you know, time heals all. I'll come back around. So now you now you're all just writing some some new tunes together. Is that kind of where where the band stands now? Most of our set is new Uh-oh. either the things that i took to abbey road and then decided was a motor pony record or songs that we've written together right yeah i'm super stoked to hear the new songs then yeah 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 we're we're excited to hear you playing we have a single coming out august 25th okay it's a song called when we were young right on but maybe we should learn to play molly that's a good song uh that would be that would definitely be uh if I had any influence over what you picked out of that oh, album, yeah, anything for you. Uh, Molly, Molly would be the the jam. <laughs> it's a great song. Uh, and where's a where's a solid place for folks to keep up with what Moto Pony's doing? And We're super when you guys are playing shows and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. I mean the web the website motoponymusic.com is great, and then we're pretty active on Instagram. So if you have questions or you just want to say what up, we're on every day and uh find find a copy of uh welcome you on ebay vinyl <laughs> the long lost vinyls <laughs> the secret you know it'll be known in the future as like the like you know lost record yeah. you just told them that you didn't care when they threw them away because you don't play those songs anyways <laughs> i mean I'm, I, I, I calculated one time how much money i spent out of pocket on that record in particular and it is an astronomical in the hundreds of thousands dollars amount like i should have bought a fucking house yeah but uh yeah to have someone you know so i'd love to make my money back but to have someone just throw them away was just like this sweet kind of like life is perfect moment where i was like all right it's gone you know it no longer exists Well, definitely, uh, I appreciate your songwriting, man. Thanks, man. And I'm stoked to see you guys play. And, uh, you know, not to get too cheesy, but the music healing thing, like, you're, you're definitely, I'm sure you're doing that for some people with your with your songwriting. Like, definitely get some, some cool feels from a lot of those songs, especially, like, the ones off that, that first self-titled record. So. Thanks, man. That's what I want. I think the world needs some more healing, so... Yeah, man. The universal language of, of tunes is important, especially right now with the political climate and whatnot. And the climate. Climate. Yeah. And the climate climate. <laughs> <laughs> Motopony saved my life. So you guys you guys believe in climate change, that's what you're saying. 
These guys believe in climate change, guys. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. <laughs> yes. Um, cool. I met a woman from NASA, and she said, they don't pay me to lie. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good way to, to close out she the said, episode. She said, we have these new satellites that can measure the ice caps. You have 20 years. So to now continue you're saying, growing food on the surface of this planet. Now you're saying the, the Earth's not flat. Not a flat earther. Oh, come on. <laughs> Space. <laughs> Time. Well, cool. We're going to play it out uh, this episode with, with Molly then. I'll uh, welcome you. This goes out to old Uncle Eli. You know who you are. And uh, I end every episode of the podcast with, uh, with the guest saying it's a program. So, Daniel, you got to give us it's a It's a good, it's a program for like. What kind Not of accent you want me to say? Any right? accent you want, man. It's it's the delivery is on you. You just got to say program right. Not not program, <laughs> but program. It is a program. No, it's a program. It is a program. <laughs> it's a program. <laughs> it's probably a program. Third time's a charm. Definitely a program. Um, yeah, thank you guys for, you for, for hanging us. and taking the time. I know that tour schedules can can be a little wild and you don't always have a bunch of time before may or may not happen yeah right yeah. this is one of, the, one of those bizarre yeah. moments may or may not be good. where the sound the sound Thanks man does us. not know what time the show is oh, and boy. the door is but i appreciate hey, we're just happy hanging to be here uh this is moto pony with molly you can uh, check out all their tunes on the the interwebs on the itunes the spotify's you wanna, you wanna and all the goods oh moto It's a program. <laughs> yes. That was awesome. Catch you on the flip side, Portland. to try
It is a program. No, it's a program. It is a program. <laughs> it's a program. <laughs> it's probably a program. Third time's a charm. Definitely a program.